Welcome to the Difference of 13 podcast, where we make a difference by doing it differently. Anyway, we're happy you're here with us today. <laughs> Don't mind us. <laughs> <laughs> we're just forgetting that we're actually recording. Um, we are excited today. We're talking about a fun topic, I think, in ways. Unfun, mm-hmm. if you've experienced any of this. Right? Uh, but we are going to be chatting about... Um, basically a topic that's going to be for you if you have gone to the gym, not been sure what to do, and hurt yourself. Mm. Or seen somebody at the gym and hurt yourself. Right. Make sure to check out the uh, the show notes. I'm going to put a link to a great video, uh, great YouTube. There's tons of these mashups out there, but I'll find a funny one about all like the worst exercises people have oh, done in the gym and like the screw-ups so, that they have. Those are so good. I mean, you just can't. They're so painful. and like, I know. You know I mean, I feel bad for the people who got hurt. But, but you just can't stop watching. But it's hilarious. Yeah. So today we are talking about the top five worst exercises for your back. So this is a one that we had, an episode that we had a lot of response to was talking about how to manage your back pain. Mm-hmm. And so we thought it would be good to hopefully give you some information on what to do to, you know, before you have back pain. Right. <laughs> so hopefully Well, and things that. you might be doing in the gym to help your back that are actually making it worse. Lord knows there's a lot of that going on. So uh, we are going to jump into that right now. And I think my hope is as we go through this that we can, you know, I guess sprinkle a little bit of research Mm -hmm. uh, as to why these exercises are bad. But as well, but, you know, more importantly, put it in terms that are useful, uh, you know, today. If if maybe you're on your way to the gym right now uh, and you're about to go do crunches, don't do it. Sit in the parking lot and finish listening (laughs) to this. So, So, but... You know, there's all these videos on YouTube and Instagram showing people doing exercises, and these people look really fit. How could they be bad? I mean, if you got a six-pack, you know everything. Right? That's what I thought. That's what I thought. That's why I don't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think it's it's important that we really outlay these five exercises and that the exercise themselves in isolation probably aren't bad, but it's when you use it in a certain way that it's really bad. And I'm going to say that and then I'm going to totally contradict myself because except for this first one, (laughs) okay, (laughs) there is a lot of research out there that doing tons of sit-ups and crunches uh, actually is very bad for your discs in your back. So can I... I grew up in the area where crunches and sit-ups were everything. How come you never did them? I did them. Oh, you did? Yeah. I thought you didn't exercise. Well, you know, I used to. But maybe that's why all the people my age now have bad backs. <laughs> it could be. They were doing crunches and sit-ups when they shouldn't be. But, yeah, no, I think there's uh, a great – no, people have different opinions you know, on this research that's been done. But um, you know, Stuart McGill is one of a brilliant guy, um, has done a lot of the research on this, and I won't get into the, the two camps. But mm-hmm. the research basically is showing that you know, repeated sit-ups – is not great and repeated flexion or bending forward of your spine is not bad, particularly, you know, under load. So even worse, if you grab a plate, you know, 25 mm-hmm. pound plate and start doing sit-ups with that. There's also been studies in the army and in the, in the military uh, looking at, you know, some of the basic fitness requirements are to do X amount of sit-ups. And they actually had an interesting study where one group of, uh, I don't know if they were, I'm assuming they were trainees. Uh, in boot camp, they had to, they trained without ever doing a sit-up. All they did was were planks, mm-hmm. anti-extensional, extension type exercises. Um, and the other group did your traditional do tons of sit-ups and crunches. 
and the injury rate was astronomically higher Wow! in the group that did all the crunches and the sit-ups. And the performance numbers were actually better in the group that never really did them. <laughs> well, that says a lot right there. So I think, you know, A, your abs do not work repeatedly flexing you. Uh, it definitely doesn't hurt if you're trying to get, get a six-pack to a degree. But honestly, that's 90 to 95% nutrition. Mm-hmm. Uh, eating the right thing is going to be, and genetics help too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> going to give you that, 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 that crazy veiny eight-pack that you're right. looking for. Um, but if you're doing crunches, if you currently have back pain, have currently had back pain, there are lots of other options of ways to strengthen your core in a way that's functional and going to help you in a day-to-day life. Um, there's actually, I will put a link into um, actually an article that I wrote recently on our blog that actually, you know, if, particularly if you're a golfer out there, I'm um, talking about anti-extension and anti-rotational uh, exercises. You know, plank is an example of an anti-extensional anti-extension exercise basically where you're trying not to let your low back arch um so if you've ever done a plank or if you're doing any quote-unquote core exercise and you feel your low back getting fatigued Mm -hmm. and tired and tight you're doing it wrong and you're hurting yourself (laughs) stop if you're on the bench right now doing crunches and your back hurts stop stop. well first problem i don't know why you're listening to me talk while you're working out that's pretty uninspiring but (laughs) a bigger issue you should not be doing those crunches um so I think that's number one on my list is, is crunches or sit-ups, basically repeated, and we call it in the fancy science world, uh, dynamic spinal movement, and particularly into flexion or into extension, bending forward or bending backwards, uh, even worse when you have load, which leads to number two. Number two. What could that be? Deadlifts. Oh. I hate deadlifts, <laughs> except when they're done right, in which case yeah. I love deadlifts. So deadlifts, I think, would be the one exercise that make the top five best and the top five worst. Worst, yeah. And it really depends on, do you have any idea? You have to have proper form. Yeah, if you do it right or wrong. Right. If you do it wrong, Sally, we got problems. It's going to hurt. <laughs> so, and this goes back to the, the previous point of the dynamic motion. Do you know, like, what that would look like? Do you know, when I talk about dynamic spinal motion under load, if you're watching on YouTube, you can yeah, see you me can making see a wave. But it's if like, you can't, if you're not watching, we'll... Doing a waving motion with the hand. Yeah, think of a snake. Uh, yeah. So if when you're going to do a deadlift, if your back is arching and moving, it should be straight, right? Correct. So if you think of each vertebrae, so we have, um, this is going to test my immediate recall of my uh, anatomy, <laughs> but seven cervical vertebrae, you got 12 um, you know, thoracic vertebrae, which is the middle of your back, uh, cervical is your neck, and then you have five lumbar vertebrae. Um, if he's wrong, please write in and tell us. And if us. I'm wrong, it's going to totally be because of one of like the false ones. That's not. Oh. You know, that's where you get the difference between the actual yeah. vertebrae and then the joints. There's more joints than the right. vertebrae. But but bottom line, you have vertebrae in your neck. I digress. In your middle yes. back, lower back. <laughs> what we're talking about is there should be stiffness, meaning from one vertebrae to the next, there should be no movement, zero movement in terms of them bending forward or you know sliding right. forward no, or sideways. There should be no curve. Right. Well, no, because no. you're going to have a naturally you're gonna have a okay. little curve in your low back yeah. and a little curve in your but that curve should not be getting bigger or smaller right. while you're deadlifting uh, for those of you who don't know what a deadlift is get out from under your rock uh, <laughs> but but no seriously just go to youtube and type deadlift and type bad deadlift there's probably some really funny videos out there yeah. of people destroying their backs um but you know i would say search um you know for high quality you know competitive weightlifters 
mm-hmm. meaning they've won at the national level and that sort of a right. thing. Not just, you know, some random dude at a gym who right. has an iPhone and he's taking a video of himself. Right. And I think one thing that you will see, particularly if you look at the competitive, because I know these comments are going to come out. Well, if you look at strongmen, their mm-hmm. spine is flexed. Well, yes, but it's it's static. There, it's not dynamically going, flexing, and extending. Right. Um, there are some world class, you know, power lifters who will have their spine actually a little bit more flexed. There's mm-hmm. some argument out there that actually makes you stronger um, to have a little bit of a flex in, in your spine. But they're also world class, and they're doing it for world records. And for for <laughs> for you who are a working individual, you do not make your living doing yeah. that. You're not training at that level. Please, Please don't do that. Yeah. You keep that spine pretty stiff. Uh, and that you can have a little arch in your low back, you know, mm-hmm. but your deadlift and that sh- that should be just your natural state. Uh, and this is hard to just talk about over a microphone, It'd right? Be different in a coaching <laughs> situation. Uh, but basically, as you're doing your deadlift, very similar to the crunches, you should not feel really any like fatiguing discomfort in your low back. A deadlift done correctly is a posterior chain exercise, which means your glutes, your hamstrings. Basically, everything on your backside from your waist down is doing all of the work, really extending you up. Uh, Your core musculature is really keeping that spine as stiff as possible. Um, And there's lots of details. Maybe we'll get into a deadlifting episode if there's interest. If there's interest. um, But that that would be number two, I think. is Number one worst would be crunches. Number two worst thing for your back is doing deadlifting with a dynamic spine. So... Just kind of, it's moving all over the place. You look like a snake or a fish. Or out like of water. one of those things that wave in front of the the used car lot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that would suck. Yeah, that was your back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number two or number two, we already did number, number three. three. Uh, you actually brought this up a plank. A plank, yes, because so many people do them incorrectly. Again, this and is... if I can tell you're doing it incorrectly, it's really bad. That's that would be totally agreed. So, yeah, I'd say any variation of a plank exercise is probably my number three on the list because so many of you do it wrong. You feel it in your low back and you think, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm getting my back strong. I'm going to fix my back pain. Nope. 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 Going to make it worse. Yeah. <laughs> then you'll be coming to see Chris, Tatter, Bobby to get your back fixed. And if you listen to an earlier episode, you may eventually be talking to Terry about how to get those really expensive drugs you're going to need mm-hmm. because of all your pain <laughs> right. at a good rate. Um, but, yeah, no, I think... Planks are a great idea, mm-hmm. and when executed correctly, you know, maintaining that stiff that stiff spine, that stable mm-hmm. spine. You know, if it's the lowest level plank where you're even just doing it on a wall or you know, on an incline, you know, progressing to where you're you're on your forearms, you push up on your hands, and you're back down on your forearms, or you know, you're maybe you're on in a three point stance with only one hand on the ground, and you're maintaining that position. Uh, I think if you're doing it correctly, that that position or those variations can be hugely impactful and hugely helpful. Unfortunately, many of you out there are doing plank type positions with your low back burning and getting tired and you're actually training yourself into bad patterns and bad habits. So that is why it makes number three. Mm-hmm. Good. Do you want to talk about, uh, why don't you talk specifically about military press? Well, I'm not quite sure what you mean by military press. Is that the when you're on the ground? And you, it could be. I'm curious to hear you explain this. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> That's why I'm not the coach. <laughs> so no military press. Have you ever seen somebody with the dumbbells or a barbell and they're pushing up overhead? 
Okay, yeah. So they're pushing the weights overhead. Or, okay. I mean, you could honestly put anything overhead in this category. So, um, you know, an overhead carry, um, snatch would be an, another one that, will, you know, if done incorrectly, could cause some real big issues. It's where you catch the barbell up overhead. Mm-hmm. That one um, always terrifies me. Yeah, your arms would probably rip me, off. Yeah. <laughs> You'd meet your deductible, though. Yeah, I would. Hey. Drugs would be cheaper. <laughs> Let's go do some snatches yeah, that right. way. Um, but yeah, so you know, military press. The number one reason why this would make this list is because listen, you're listening out there, and your shoulder mobility probably sucks. It's really bad. So if you're, I'm going to demonstrate this for everyone watching on YouTube. If you're not watching on YouTube, go to our YouTube channel and watch it. <laughs> yeah. But basically, if your arm comes up, it's not going to make it all the way up, you know, to your ear a little bit behind. You're going to actually be a little bit, you know, you, maybe you can't get your arm up there or it's painful, or the only way you do get your arm up there is by arching your back really big. Mm -hmm. And that's usually what happens. That's why this makes the list. It's because people will do, particularly like your your local like YMCA or your bodybuilding, you know, people are sitting there doing their shoulder presses. Maybe they're bringing them out in front of them. And their back is arching every time they try to push it up because they don't have the shoulder mobility to get the weight up overhead. So they're trying to use their back to get it? So they're they're using their back to basically, if my arm only goes up, let's say halfway, I can use my back to make it look like my arm gets all the way vertical. Um, And that's going to cause a lot of issues if you're using your low, it's usually the lumbar spine that ends up, because that's the part of your back that extends or arches Mm -hmm. the best. That's what it's designed to do. Um, But not under load. And again, you're dynamically moving your spine. I think we keep going back to that. If your spine is dynamically moving under load, meaning it's flexing or extending or bending side to side, and you have weights in your hands, you're lifting weights you know, with a deadlift, it doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to do core work <laughs> and your spine is dynamically moving, you're setting yourself up for, for problems. Mm-hmm. Now, some of these, like, would... If you're, you know, a dad picking up your toddler and you're trying to pick him up over your head and you arch your back, mm-hmm. that's I've, the same thing. Totally. Yeah. It's it's not, it's totally not limited or, you know, or restricted to just to the gym. I mean, I, I've got two kids and they both had, you know, my son's almost six now. He's, he's a big kid now. Um, yeah, <laughs> but both he, big kids. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we make big kids. But when you, you know, when you throw them up you know, over your head mm-hmm. or you're lifting up and you know, my son's almost 60 pounds now. And if I'm doing that repeatedly and I'm doing that incorrectly, I mean, I've had many fathers throw their back out playing with their kids yeah. that we've had to, you know, they may be interested in doing other things like golfing or um, running or, you know, other active activities, but it's playing with their kids that takes them out for three weeks. And it's because of that same problem of not having the overhead shoulder mobility. It's a classic case of a shoulder problem causing back pain. But everybody's going to blame the back. Right. And the back takes all the grief. What about jobs where you may have to lift things overhead? Same case. Mm-hmm. Same exact case. So if you're putting boxes overhead, you know, in warehouses, um, if you're, I used to work in a grocery store, if you're stocking shelves, <laughs> um, obviously cereal boxes aren't that heavy, but you know, the heavier the material you're putting up overhead, the more risk there is right. of injury for sure. So, got to keep an eye on all those things. Mm-hmm, definitely. So, if they don't have the shoulder mobility, what do they do? Well, they, they come see you. Well, luckily for all everyone listening, I'm going to actually put links into common fixes. So, we'll put some uh, common fixes for overhead shoulder um, limitations. We'll put that in the show notes. So, if your shoulders do suck, 
and that would mean you can't get your arms straight up vertically overhead uh, without arching your back or throwing your head forward. Um, then All those little cheats those we like to use going, look, really, I can do it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm also going to put, uh, for those of you who are attempting to deadlift and cannot touch your toes, yeah, I'm going to put in the toe touch fix too. That's such a good uh, one. And even if, I mean, honestly, if you don't ever want to deadlift every day in your life, but you can't touch your toes, that sounded weird. You can't touch your toes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Getting so fancy here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, right now, stop what you're doing, unless you're driving, pull over, yeah. then get out of your car and bend over and see if you can touch your toes. Don't worry about anyone honking and laughing at you. Um, but if you can't touch your toes, you are at risk for, more likely at risk for injury in terms of mm-hmm. if you're exercising, working out, if you're active in any way, shape, or form, uh, bending forward and touching your toes is one of the most basic, we call it multi-segmental flexion, one of the most basic patterns that you should be able to do. So if you can't do that, I will, we'll also put that link in, yeah. into that. That's such fix. a good one because everybody thinks, oh, well, I'm just not flexible. My hamstrings are tight. I need to yeah. stretch. Yeah, no. 95. But you've been stretching for years yeah. and your hamstrings are still not stretching. So maybe it's not working. 95% of people who can't touch their toes don't have a flexibility problem. You have a movement problem, mm-hmm. which is leads into why the deadlifts then are not very good for your back because you have a movement problem and you're trying to load a bad movement. Yeah. And that's just a recipe for disaster. It's a recipe for you to come to PT. Yeah. Um, Not that we don't want to see you. Brian. I mean, it definitely helps our bottom line when <laughs> right. you come. But we're trying to stop you from doing that, which still is a backwards business I know, model. But, I know. But uh, see, we want them to have more money to pay for their expensive medications. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Hopefully they don't need medications. Right. But if they do, they'll have more money because they could touch their toes. Right. We should see if there's a direct relationship between, between touching your toes and how much money you make. Or how much money you spend on medication. We could do that. Yeah. We'll talk to Bobby. He needs another study to yeah. do here. Bobby loves doing studies. He likes data. <laughs> um, so, and for those of you who don't know, Bobby was on episode 17. He's one of our wow. therapists here. way back. Way back. So go check out that episode. Um, actually, a lot of good information on that one. So... I think uh, so. We got our crunches is number one. Let's wrap this this uh, episode up. We got crunches number one. Uh, we had deadlifts is number two. Planks with bad back position, bad form is number three. Military press as number four and number five. Your favorite. Can we do a drum roll, or is Caleb gonna get mad on the editing? Leg press. Leg press. I have Why this on here. Why is that bad? Because that's the safe one every, that everybody every goes to when their back hurts. Every gym I go hurts. to has a leg press. Oh, and this is the safe one, quote unquote, that everybody, oh, I hurt my back. I don't want to deadlift. I'm worried. So I'm going to go and leg press. And the trouble with the leg press is if you guys think about it, you know, particularly if you're on the one kind of on the ground and the weight's sort of up above mm-hmm. you, uh, you know, as that weight comes down you're, you're, and you, if you go really far, you're going to over flex your spine. So you're actually flexing. The lower part of your spine, again, dynamic spinal movement under load. I'm sensing a trend here. Yeah, that's really just, it, we could have just titled this, the number one thing to avoid back pain. No dynamic spinal motion under load, or at least minimizing it. Right. Um, so yeah, so leg press is if you get too flexed, if your knees get too far bent towards your chest, and that spine starts to flex underneath, and you have a lot of load, and leg press, because it's easier it's what's called an open chain exercise meaning your feet are not connected to the ground as in a deadlift or a mm-hmm. squat which are called closed chain exercises you know people will throw 800,000 you know mo- mm-hmm. lots more weight on a leg press than they can on a squat or a deadlift because they don't have the core strength and 
the closed chain environment to support a lot of weight. But it looks really cool when you throw 400 pounds on a yeah. leg press machine, even though you can't even squat 100, <laughs> and you say, hey, look at me go. And you're, and then you're going, you can't control it down, so your spine overflexes. Another recipe of disaster for discs um, and, and other issues, um, you know, in the back and, and going forward from there. So please be careful with those, all of those exercises. Now, please do not take any of this to mean that I don't ever want to see you do any of these exercises. Right. There are times and places for these to be used intelligently. You know, for, you know, a plank variation, a deadlift, a military press, um, a leg press even, all mm-hmm. are fine exercises to use at any time. But because right, I mean, some of, most our, of, you do some them of our athletes do them, but they do them under the guidance of somebody who is very knowledgeable. Well, and they're put in place at a certain time in a program when it's going to be the most beneficial for you. And I think if anything else, if you have proper spinal stiffness, Really, those exercises should be executed flawlessly and would be very helpful to you living strong, powerful, mm-hmm. healthy life. Uh, but when you do them incorrectly, that's when we got problems. Yeah. So, so what's what's so your true. number one least favorite, ex- most dangerous exercise? Oh, most dangerous for exercise? You, for you personally, Terry. For me personally, that was that dreaded push-up. The wall push-up. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. Yeah, tore my rotator cuff doing one push-up. A wall push-up. Not even a real push-up. No, a wall n- push-up. Not even in, yeah, you might have been totally vertical. Could have been. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just an example of it doesn't matter how simple the exercise may be. If, depending on you, you are an N of one, that exercise for you at that time, that's what matters. Right. There's no, I, I hate the question I always get, is this a good exercise? Is this a bad exercise? And the answer is always, well, it depends. Depends on you and where you are and what's going on with your body. Yeah. Kind of just like how you choose healthcare. Right. Depends on you, where you are, what you need, mm-hmm. uh, what's the quality of care you're looking for. Um, it's not one size fits all. No, it really is not. We're talking about exercise, whether we're talking about healthcare, whether we're talking about drug money. Mm-hmm. Episode 25. Check that right. out. That That's really one. awesome that that was our 25th episode. Was right. The fact that you talking about drug money. That's just so appropriate. <laughs> I'll let I'll let you figure listen, figure that out yeah. to the, when you're listening. Um, but anyway, if, if you guys have any other questions, if if you have a question about an exercise specifically that was not mentioned here, maybe you want to argue with us yeah. and say that's a great exercise. Please do. I'd yeah. love to have the conversation. Um, you know, and as always, we'd ask you and tell us why you think it's it's a great exercise, and um, and hopefully we can learn something from you. Is and hopefully you you've learned something from us. Research to share. We'd love to read it. Yeah, and we love to share it with all the listeners out there. Um, you know, as always, five stars, please. Please. Thumbs up. Um, Terry's still trying to uh, improve her drug money fund, so right. those those help her. Uh, I don't know if they help your fund, but they, they don't help my fund, but they help my emotional state. Yes, and that yeah. helps us all. Right. So, <laughs> so uh, thank you for hanging out with us today. Uh, wherever you're listening, whatever time of day or night it is, wherever in the world you are, we really appreciate you taking time out of your day uh, to hang out with us. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Uh, we're not seeing you. You'll see us right. uh, or you'll hear us. Uh, but we got a really great topics uh, coming up the next few weeks. A couple guests that uh, we can't announce yet. But yeah. um, it's going to be really exciting the next few episodes, uh, what we're able to put out. Um, and if it, questions about any of these exercises, I will have links to fixes um, as well as some education on how to do some of these exercises correctly 
in our show notes so that we don't just leave you hanging as these are bad. We're going to actually show you how to do them correctly. Uh, anything else? I think you've got it covered. So no, we're gonna... we'll, we'll see you next time. See you later. Bye.